What's up, you bunch of chowder heads? It's your boy. We're back. All right, that's enough of that. Um, hey, it's us. We're back. Episode 59. We're approaching 60. I have no plans. Um, I don't... Milestones freak me out. Um, number one, we forgot to post the Q&A. Ergo, there is no Q&A this week. But more importantly, go follow the podcast at Part-Time Otaku Podcast on Instagram, because that's where we post the Q&A. So we'll make up for it next week. Today's episode, action-packed. We do Licorice Recoil first, but then we talk House of the Dragon. It's bananas. There's a lot to talk about. We'll be talking about it more, so stay tuned for that. Um, talk about Mob Psycho, Season 2. Grant talks about the animated movie Bell. We do the news feed. And then we talk about One Piece and Fooly Cooly. And we go kind of deep on them, so strap yourselves in and enjoy. How are you, my Fidus Akatis? Wow, you're going to have to explain that one to me. I got biblical. Okay. Um, A faithful friend or devoted follower. Okay, so what's that called again? You are my Fidus Akatis. Fidus Akatis. Yeah, I I was thinking of ficus, but uh, alas, it is not a ficus. You could have called me a ficus, I would have been with that too. (laughs) Um... How are you doing? How's your week? I'm good. My week's good. It feels yeah. like summer is evaporating. Yeah. Oh, it was so freaking rainy today. And I was just like, yeah, yeah bring on the fall weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love is, it. Okay. So here's my question. It's a two-parter. Sure. What is your favorite season and why is the answer fall? But, okay. Well, A, <laughs> it's fall. Uh, or it. one, it's fall. Two... Because all the other seasons suck in Canada. <laughs> it's, uh, no, that's not true. I do like all... That's, sorry, that's not true. I enjoy spring. I enjoy summer. Mm-hmm. I love fall. Mm-hmm. I despise winter. You know what's just, cr- yeah. crazy about our winter is that like it's one of those things. I don't know if you become inoculated to it or if you just grow like a... Like you take for granted how bad it is. Mm. Like I... Uh, I've made some friends in the last year that are new to Canada and it's like funny haha the first time they go it's so cold I don't understand mm. but then like eventually they're like but seriously like for five months is this bad like you mm. guys are just used to this like it's uh where we live like we have one of the worst other than Moscow and a couple other countries in, or uh, cities in Russia like it's we have some of the worst year-round winter in yeah. the world and we're just like used to it yeah it's very weird and I work outside. I'm oh, miserable. God. I hate it. <laughs> it's, but you know, it, like I, I didn't mind it that much prior to you know for having to you know work outside for years. But mm-hmm. now it's just like, I dread it. Like I think about like September first is like, yeah. well, I should, I should check what my outdoor attire situation <laughs> yeah. is in preparation for the season. You know, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I love fall. Fall's great. What do you think you know, about the argument of Canadian winter isn't that bad, comma? As long as you have the right gear. Like, let's say you really spend money on the fancy no. coats and long johns and, uh, you know what I mean, therma, whatever. I don't think I don't think warmth is the issue for winter. I think it's messy. I think it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think people... I think people think they're better drivers than they are in the winter. And ah. it's just, you know... It, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's... For me, personally, I think that's more interesting. Interesting. But, uh, for me, but it's, the Christmas is in the winter, so that's, that's yeah. all right. For me, it's the darkness. Um, mm. it's, oh, I'm okay with that. You know, waking up in the dark, going home from work in the dark. I don't, I don't love I do. that. I love that. Oh, really? See, you're <laughs> yeah. a monster. Hate, because it reflects the, the darkness of your soul. Leanna, every time she walks into the house, she asks, where's my vampire at? That's <laughs> usually her opening line when she comes into the home. What is like, happening? It's all true. lights are off. <laughs> you really? I, I totally noticed that, too. You're really about, like, no lights in the living room watching TV. Dude, that's so my vibe, and I've just been, my whole life, people walk into rooms and go, turn on a light in here. What my is perfect, that? My perfect scenario is the only light on in the house is the TV and the low setting on the on the uh, stove light. 
<laughs> like the overhead oh. light. Dude. Just enough light that I can traverse my way to the kitchen to get more water. It's so funny you say that. And then the TV to get back. <laughs> I totally, I vibe with the stove light. Yeah. I've like, I like replaced the stove light with like a small lamp that just emits that small mm. amount of light. That it's little a vibe. warm light. Yeah. Yeah. Warm. It's got to be that yellow amber. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a nice Edison bulb. Man. I don't know about get fancy. anyone listening, but I'm enjoying myself yeah. right now. Well, this is the whole Great podcast. Um, thinking about getting what one of those light therapy things for the winter. Mm. We're going to do another 40 minutes on this. I've always thought about getting one of those. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, apparently they quote work. I'm doing mm. air quotes, but like you got to use it and it's still never as good as the real thing. You know, sure. you, you always hear that with health stuff, right? Any mm. supplementation is never as good as the natural source. Um, okay. Well, anyway, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> We have covered phytus acates and light therapy and mm. the worst parts of Canadian winter. Yeah, enjoy. So, licorice recoil. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like, there's no segue, right? No like, segue. there's no, there's nothing I can say. <laughs> we put ourselves in such a hole, we kind of just got to make it obvious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, best episode so far. Is it the By best? By far. I, for me personally. I just I... need to make sure if I strongly agree or disagree. I think it probably is. Um I think just for me personally, and you know, Leanna as well, like, cause we've been in such a slice of the life zone for the past year and a half. This episode was a tremendous blend of these silly, you know, happy go lucky slice of life moments, you know, trying to like the, you know, uh, you know, Takina taking control of the cafe and like trying to make it financially viable. And then also like this, you know, the, the stuff that we had issues with last week of like, some more like good like forward momentum on the conspiracy stuff and like these you know the the villain characters and all that. It was just a very well edited, well paced episode. It was just awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, pretty much with all that, I think like the big standout thing for me was kind of echoing what you said, but it had everything. Like yeah. it yeah. had it had the fun. It had the fun talking to stuff at the beginning, and I was gonna. I remember taking a note thinking of you being like this is definitely up grant's alley like i know you like this kind of stuff mm-hmm. but the funny part was like i was enjoying it and i was thinking to myself this is not something i regularly enjoy mm. you know what i mean i was sitting there like this is not up my alley but i'm really digging this because like they've built this world and i'm down with the character you know what i mean like if they I'm had invested done this too earlier in the season it would have not. I, you, I'm sure it wouldn't have hit as much as well for you. Complete, you're completely right because a lot of shows put this kind of stuff up in the pilot or the second episode, and they're mm-hmm. like, "It's just that kind of show. You're either here for it or you're not, and that's mm-hmm. fine." But if they would have lost me if they had done it that like front loaded, you know what it I mean? It felt earned. It felt earned. Like we have yeah, know, listen to us. Personalities, the characters moment. for sure. You know, like that's that's the nice thing about about this show is, you know, they've done everything so well. Like mm-hmm. you know, it also helps too. I think the bonus points maybe just. Maybe not as like the fan base as a whole, but you and I, mm-hmm. we were like really not hot on that last episode. And this was just, you know, even if this was not as good as it clearly was, I think if it would have just been half this, it would have been a step up from what we just saw. So we were kind of yeah. going in like a little, not biased, but kind of like, ooh, like I really hope this episode grips us. Because that was our worry, right? Like we, we really wanted this oh, next episode right. to kind of bring us back. I forgot so, that last week was a bit of a stinker. Yeah. So I, I didn't end up rewatching them back to back which we had talked about doing kind of just jumped right into this one but i like i was laughing i was like right into it i was like fucking yeah like this i was too yeah good bits too but um really good bits i you know i don't think we need to get like too deep into it i do think um i love it this is a bit of a trope or an animeism more than a trope that like i'm seeing a little more these days which is where they they kind of put you splat in the middle of the story and they hint to a a significant like a storied history or past to a main character and then you like learn as you go right um game of thrones actually did that quite well um Mm -hmm. so did something uh, like cowboy bebop but anyway um chisato we know she has this past it's complicated and convoluted i love the flashback and her scene with uh what's this guy's name majima Majima, yeah. Yeah, I, I liked, I really, really enjoyed that. I love the tone switch from the light and fluffy to the, ooh, this is kind of sinister. It was kind of, but the nice thing too was it was a handoff from all like the light slice of life stuff 
into a scene that is yes sinister but it had elements of like it was a good like soft handoff from one style to the other yeah because like the the joke the, the, and also like my my favorite viewing watch of this is anytime you go into her apartment you see all like these like videos that are supposed to be like Die Hard or John Wick and there's all these goofy <laughs> names and me and Leanne have been laughing at them like oh that's you know details the details and then they finally bring that up as like a plot or like a little yeah like a conversation point between the two of them to mm-hmm. kind of get them on the same page and I was like that was like a really cool you know s- you know soft entry into like them getting into plot right like it mm-hmm. was really really good very well crafted scene yeah, fantastic uh, episode. Okay, now there's a big one. The big boy. House of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. I want to start with one fact, because it seems likely that we'll probably cover this show. Yeah, I, w- I would think. Yeah. Um, GRRM, George R.R. R. Martin, um, himself, HBO execs, and by extent, the fan community of this show have... A nickname for the show. Do you know what it is? Hot D. Hot D. <laughs> We're embracing the hot D. I love hot D. <laughs> I, I love hot D. Um, so let's talk about hot D. Um, I watched the pilot. What do you think? Do we give spoiler warnings? Well, mild spoiler warning. I mean, why would you listen well, to this? Yeah. And then maybe, not Maybe see let's it? just kind of talk a little general about it. Things, Fine. You know, kind of general. And then, you know, we'll give a spoiler warning and Gotcha. So I'll, I'll ask you first. Did you like it? If so, how much? If not, how little? The floor is it, yours. It was hot. <laughs> it was hot, D. No, I, I really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. It was a nice, warm, cozy feeling. And unfortunately, you weren't able to, to make it down for the mm-hmm. uh, for the season premiere. But, you know, had Devin in the room. And, you know, Leanna was watching it. And, you know, Devin's girlfriend, was, uh, Carrie, was with us. And, you know, it was just like the warm, fuzzy feelings of us getting together, you know, the few times, you know, throughout the last few seasons and, and watching this. So that was nice. You know, it's been a while since we've had like a like a week to week show, you know, everyone in the room together. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was just like it was nice because we had that feeling of, the, you know, like the good memories and then also had the good feeling of like good Game of Thrones content, <laughs> you know, like it was really cool. Like the... It was just visually, it was so nice because I've, you know, I've been bitching over the past year or so of like The Witcher and The Wheel of Time. And I just, I, I can't. Fantasy's expensive to do properly, right? Yeah. And, you know, the money was there and it looks awesome. You know, it was just really, really cool. It was just nice to see, you know, King's Landing again and all these places and <laughs> yeah. the, the outfits and like the music and then, and then, and then, and then. Like it's, it was, an, I think they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. I think, I think. As premieres go. As premieres go, yeah. You know, I think I have to say, Grant, I think they've been listening to the podcast because, <laughs> you know, you and I always talk about how pilots are hard. Yeah. Um, Game of Thrones famously had a pilot they spent a few million on for um, Game of Thrones, the original series, and they scrapped the whole thing and recasted a few people and then reshot it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a relatively, I'd say, a pretty strong pilot. Not sure. as strong as this, but. You know, I think they understood the assignment here. They get to leverage quite a bit of fanfare and world building stuff. So they don't have to be like, this is King's Landing. This is the Red Keep. They mm-hmm. get to leverage it. They get to be like, guess what you get to see again, right? So mm-hmm. they don't have to do as much setup. They get to throw that little, um, you know, disclaimer before the episode about when and where it takes place. And it's Good like just sort of... Over. Good voiceover. Really good voiceover. Yeah. And then they just get to go like off to the races, time to meet characters, discover their motivations, and see what the general plot of the show is going to be. And I think they probably accomplished that, all of that, in under an hour. I think like for the main, I don't know, maybe three characters, you pretty much know where they all stand mm-hmm. and what their motivations are and what they want. Um, I thought it was like, you know, it's not fair to call it like a pilot masterclass or like a how-to guide because sure. they're literally leveraging like hundreds of millions of dollars worth of world building that they've already done. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really good. Yeah. The um, Also, too, like just like on the, the intro voiceover, all I could think about was whether that was the intention, but it reminded me so much of Galadriel in the first Lord of the Rings movie. Uh, yeah. Introducing, you know, like just the... The, the rings. The rings in the saga. Or it's like, like the such story a great monologue, kind of, yeah. And 
with you know rings of power coming on the you know hot on the heels of this oh, show yeah. all i could think of was like you know maybe it's not a job on their part but like it's a really cool way of like <laughs> we beat you to it first like that epic you know intro to, to, the, mm-hmm. to the show but um and yeah. everyone we're gonna talk about lord of the rings in a little bit stick around for that oh yeah yeah uh, we're gonna talk about a lot of fantasy in, in the, the coming months mm-hmm. there but um i don't know it's just it's nice because a like what everyone's wearing is you know it's lived in it's to the world and all that but like some such standout performances i'm so happy for my guy matt smith huge fan i was i remember when he was first i want to talk about him but yeah keep going yeah with that that, oh my god again we'll be talking i'm sure you're gonna bring up the lord of the rings reference about him uh people going on about our today but uh no i don't it's just you know, I was nervous because like, I was like, oh, that's such a random project for him. Like, you know, he's done the sci-fi stuff. And it all does that. seem random, yeah. And, you know, and when this show was first announced, everyone was kind of a little, you know, tepid, a little nervous. And then, you know, as that first trailer came out, I was like sold. I'm like, this will be all right. We're, I don't mm-hmm. think we need to worry. But just see my guy just crush it this episode. Like, yeah, he, like in Doctor Who, he did like imposing and angry and like just, you know, he just, he is very good like it's you know obviously like everyone uses their voice their actors and all that but like he's really good at like bringing it the tonal change with his voice mm-hmm. he just gets so low sometimes and i think he does it perfectly with this um daemon character it's fucking i'm excited to see how the story plays out me me too um okay what do i want to go here first i will say as far as its success goes you know if that cares or if you uh care about that as a listener it is extremely successful it's the most watched series premiere of the entire year on any network or streaming service uh beating out stranger things season four and euphoria and Mm. it's hbo's most watched uh, let me try and get this out hbo's most watched series premiere in history with nearly 10 million viewers on a pilot holy shit really yeah yeah damn when you know when you talk about yeah series premiere okay um so yeah that's a that's you know it's definitely off on the right foot um i wanted as far as performances go i think like the big three like the princess renaria targaryen i think she's played by someone named emma darcy and then i my standout guy um because they accomplished so much in this pilot like these characters went on such a journey specifically the guy who plays king viserys targaryen patty uh, patty considine yeah I really like that guy's performance. He's so good. I, I love him. Anything he's. I've only really seen him in the Edgar Wright movies. Yeah, I've seen him in very little, to be honest. Yeah, he, and he, but he's funny. He's, he's usually plays an asshole. In oh really? But, uh, yeah. So he, it's funny to see him like kind of like a warm, like clearly a, like a morally great character. But yeah, a character. It's funny, like you know, I I think I read all the books that were out on uh, like the the main five, um, yeah. a song and vice of ice and fire books, and. You know, they always, and even in watching the show, like, they hint, they talk a lot about the Targaryen, like, dynasty mm. um, that preceded all of this. And it's just not what I pictured, like, Viserys being such a warm, kind of homely king. Um, I don't know what I expected, but it's it's fun to see live. And I do know that George Martin has said, like, some of his favorite characters in the entire universe that he's built at this point um, is Prince Daemon Tar- Targaryen, played by your buddy Matt Smith. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, He said, like, he added a couple reasons, but I don't want to even potentially spoil anything. I have one gripe. Okay. Did you not think, and I don't know if it's just Matt Smith, and I'm genuinely not being a dick here, like I would about, like, Will Poultry or something. (laughs) It, like, I don't know if it's the makeup or what they're doing. Does he not look a little off? to you it's, like it's the legolas wig for it's me. it's the wig and i think they dyed his eyebrows and he or something yes i i have something but his like he's missing eyebrows or whatever but he's yeah he's got a very he's an interesting face for sure yeah very, yeah not i wouldn't call him homely but uh i think he's, yeah he's got a strong jaw for there's sure. there's something going on there i think like uh the lack of eyebrows just don't suit him um mm. or something it's funny right like you don't realize like um how much it can take you out of it when you try and get a character to really resemble their book description. Sure. Like, there's all these mock-ups of, like, how they did Daenerys Targaryen. Like, in the books, she has purple eyes. Um, Tyrion Lannister, as well, has, like, one eye different color and size than the other, and his nose is all messed up, and he looked much worse. 
And then like there's mock-ups of like here's what would it here's what it would look like if they actually did it like a perfectly loyal adaptation. And I think it would just be too distracting. Sure. Like to do it that way. And this is one of those things to me, like, did they go too far with the hair and makeup on this guy? Because there's something that's off. I think uh if if his character again, like I don't know, I haven't I've read none of the books. I know mm-hmm. only what I've watched, but um if there's a second season and he is around, I would imagine they're gonna clean that up a little bit. Yeah. It was like that in the original Game of Thrones. There was a couple characters yeah. that just looked off and then season two it was like, All right, we're good. <laughs> you know, like it's just they cleaned it all up, you because know? again it's the first season, right? I guess the show is a little different because it has the legacy of the mm-hmm. previous one, but you know, like they can't knock everything out of yeah. the part. They still have to prove themselves in that oh, first yeah. season, right? So Um I mean, it's not a spoiler to say because they're in the trailers, they're on the poster art. There's there's dragons in this. Mm. They look pretty fantastic. They look awesome. I mean, mild spoiler: the show opens on a shot of a dragon, and it's mm. it's cool because we got to see them figure out dragons kind of in real time with Game of Thrones because they literally age with the show. Yep. Um, and you know, like there's good moments for CG and bad moments for CG, and like they have a decade plus in the can at this point of experience of making dragons. Mm. Um, and I think it shows. They look pretty great. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty, like, 9 out of 10. I'm stoked, man. Yeah, um, set pieces, the set pieces in this, um, you know, they were able to get a classic, like, you know, top three, Yeah. you know, like, gory, or, you know, just an unsettling Game of Thrones scene in the, you know, the the, the scene with the queen there. And, yeah. uh, you know, like, just the, the whole tournament, itself was just like you know definitely like i'm joking of like you know i'm expecting paul bettany from uh you're watching night's tale <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> I was yeah expecting him just strut out and bringing and all that and just start doing the announcement and then literally like the targaryen guy came out the the collar but uh, no yeah. I, it's such a fun episode it's and, so good just to have people in the room and just enjoying it together and yeah i and i don't want to like bring the um like pitchfork and torches out on on the whole game of thrones conversation but i you know one thing i've seen quite a bit of chatter about and that i thought about myself was you know there is one very key difference with this series and and the last one which is it's like the story's over and it's a prequel like this is in the can i think it it's been said that it'll be a relatively faithful adaptation of of the novel that preceded it but like it's like the story's well defined with an ending that is like steeped already in lore that the world is based on. Um, people can talk about like whether or not that makes the whole thing kind of contrived and pointless. I don't think mm. it does, but like we don't run the risk of running out of source material mm. and then letting you know what I mean, and then like just having a studio kind of wing it. Um, and that's a very different outcome of than got Game of Thrones had. Well, what I think is cool about this, because one of of the few things I had read was that apparently the book is like, it's almost like a a, a history text. Yeah, yeah. It's like an atlas or like a big coffee table book. Yeah, and it's like an unreliable narrative. Like the book takes place between two people, more or less like their versions of the events kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so there wasn't like, you know, you can kind of take and when you originally read it, like what you take is, oh, I think that, that story is true or this side of the story is true. So this is kind of like new for fans. I feel like people like for fans of the books as they watch it and they see some of these scenes play out, they be, Oh, maybe that guy had this part. Right. I think yeah. that's kind of cool. And just like when I was listening to today about that, I was like, Oh, that's a, that's an interesting, you know, way of, you know, for everyone to come in fresh to a certain extent, you know, people have no idea. And then people that have some idea, mm-hmm. so it's, I don't know. I'm looking forward to see it. unfold. You're totally right too. You know, just like for a brief history lesson for the listener, like Grant and I, like the podcast started because of Attack on Titan season four, but the mm. reason that started is because we watched the last season of Game of Thrones together, and we would get to talking about anime. We were both both watching Attack on Titan at that time, and then we'd stick around after the show yeah. and talk and argue about Game of Thrones. And then, you know, long story short, we figured out that a podcast would be a good format. Mm-hmm. All that said, it's kind of cool to see these communities like come alive again, mm. like. A Song of Ice and Fire, the subreddit there is all of a sudden bumping again. They're going to have weekly discussion threads. HBO Mm -hmm. has an official podcast and an official after show to try and, yeah, to try and leverage as much as they can, right? Like they're revving up all these engines again. Um, You just see people come out of the woodwork like, oh shit, more Game of Thrones content? I guess I'm back. 
Like, there's this guy on YouTube called Alt-Shift-X. Yeah. He's back. I we used to watch those. Yeah. Like, before the, recaps. Uh, before the episode. Yeah. He, I, I love his videos. He, like, you know, he does them all for Westworld 2. Yeah. He did them for the Dune movie, which was, yeah. you know, super up my alley. But, yeah. He, you know, he's great. Show. And, like, I saw he had a live chat last night. Or not last mm-hmm. night. The night of or the day after with 20,000 people in it. Like, yeah. they're probably all the same people that watched his old content, right? So, yeah. it's kind of weird for us to be, like, come in full circle on this and we're going to be kind of we're going to be a part of the whole review post episode discussion community i think so yeah it's it's exciting times i'm excited to watch it i have to say like i was a little hesitant to start but they had a strong pilot you know you know people kind of got burned at the end there and it was you know turns out all takes us three years and something that's you just got to make something good and wait three years and yeah you know it's funny like last thing on that is like I've been, I, you know, did some Googling, which again felt nostalgic on like, what's GRM saying about this shit? Like, what's he up to that fuck? And, uh, and he's kind of like has lost, or I would say he has ditched the nuance when he's being asked directly about the ending of the series. Past couple couple weeks. Yeah, basically saying, like, listen, guys, I wasn't really involved after season five, and I got the vibe that they didn't want me involved. As far Mm. as the ending goes, mine will be very different. Why it went the way it did, you'd have to ask Dave and Dan. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's pretty (laughs) over it. Um, I think that says a lot, but at the same time, I've also really sensed that the fan base that was kind of devoutly waiting for those last two books Mm. is kind of over it. Yeah, they're like, well, it, as far as your ending being very different, it's like, we'll believe it when there's a book, but you're yeah. on like a decade long dry spell at this point. So very weird. But um, yeah, anyway, House of Dragon, Hot D rather, doesn't have hot any D. of those problems. So Not yeah, <laughs> very excited for some Hot D. Okay, what do we talk about now? You want to talk about more Mob Psycho? Yeah, so actually, good good point. I want to correct the record. Um last week i actually have a couple corrections for myself um this week on a couple different things i'll start with mob psycho um you were right last week we were talking about isn't there like a game show and i was Mm. like dude i have no idea what you're talking about you were mostly right basically it's revealed that reagan's gonna go on tv this is mob psycho season two episode six and seven i'm about to talk about um him and mob have like a split up and then Reagan gets popular, his agency gets popular. Um, and then, you know, he's contacted by some other psychic and he's set up to appear on some reality, some TV program, but he doesn't know what it, what, what it is. Episode seven, the one I watched this week, is that episode where oh, okay. he's, you know, I'm not going to go over the whole plot synopsis, but like shit goes sideways. He's kind of exposed on TV um, and he kind of, is forced to consider how he treated mob, how he kind of used him. He kind of loses everything. And it's like this very humbling moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and mob kind of helps him out at the end. And it feels like our two protagonists slash heroes are like reunited. And we're only about halfway through the series or maybe I've got or season rather. And I've got like five more. So I have a feeling like now that we've gone through these fun arcs in the beginning and this like cool separation maturation process i think things are going to kind of pop off that's my guess <laughs> yeah for sure and then i'm getting you know at the speed i'm going like i'm gonna end up watching or have, be like right just in time for uh season three i'm not really inhaling this but every time i put it on i'm stoked so yeah oh, such a good show fucking mob psycho man all time um yeah what about you man so <clears throat> i checked out a uh movie or an anime animated movie typically uh, called bell um, this I think came out either at the tail end of 2021 or the beginning or kind of also maybe releasing in January this year. I haven't even heard of it somehow. So I, it was funny. I knew nothing about it. I was listening to, uh, the big picture, uh, you know, one of the ringer shows and they had like, they had, um, just a couple like, you know, the regular talking heads from the network on talking about their favorite thing they've watched this year so far. And this movie got brought up and I was like, huh? Oh, it's like, a movie, not a series. It, no, it's a, yeah, it's a movie. It's a two-hour two hour anime uh, movie. And, you know, I was kind of like, oh, that's fucking weird. I haven't, I haven't heard of that one. So, yeah. you know, I look it up. We had a movie night. I uh, looked some research. The internet told me it was safe. It's, you know, it's a family. You know, it's, you know, 10 and up is good to go with this movie. Uh, got burned royally. 
<laughs> Definitely had to pause that movie and be like, all right. <laughs> oh, really? Let's watch something else. Oh, yeah. yeah. You were but watching anyways. it with the Wii one, and yeah. you, you felt it was not 10 and up? Flew a little close to the sun. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for my for my liking. All right. Uh, it was so funny too because Cr- uh, Crin totally like picked up on the vibe change, and I look over and Leanne is just like staring at me like, "Shut it down." Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, all right." Oh. I was like really into the movie, <laughs> but uh, so anyway, so the the movie Bell is it's like a caution. I think the messaging of the movie it's a cautionary tale of like the internet, you know, and like the you know millennial Gen Z. Is there something between Millennium and Gen Z, or is it just one to the other? I think it's one to the other. Yeah. Anyway, so it's you know it's like the internet era, like the modern internet era, mm-hmm. and it's it's essentially using the story structure of you know the classic story, Beauty and the Beast. Um, so Bell is you know a pun on you know the you know yeah yeah you know it's what I was gonna make that joke at the beginning, but I thought it would be too obvious. But there you go. Yeah. No, and that's the thing too. Like it takes like thirty minutes into the movie, almost forty minutes. You're like, oh, like. Even Crin was like, I thought you said this was like Beauty and the Beast. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I read. And I was like, I don't know. And then, uh, so anyways, it gets to that point and Crin's like, oh, I see it now. I'm like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, so I'm very conflicted on this movie because I think the messaging is a little, um, it's a little surface level. Like they kind of hit some cool things on it. Like, you know, like the dangers, you know, like there's segments on doxing and like the... Really? Yeah. And like the anonymity of the internet and also... We had unfortunately had to watch the dub, which I think was like a big detractor on it because the mm. voice it just it was so so awful in parts. Um, yeah. I think some people put in good performances. Funny enough, uh, I now know his name due to uh, Sam's correction from a couple of weeks ago. But Chase Crawford is in this. Who's <laughs> Chase deep. Crawford again? Oh, the deep you just said. The okay. deep. So that you know, is uh, <laughs> yeah. So he's he's just a random voice uh, in this, but. Um, I don't know, like, visually stunning, like, because it's, it's a blend of 2D and 3D animation. So whenever they're in the virtual reality or the AR mm-hmm. internet sections of the movie, it's like, you know, like a 3D, somewhat 2D blend, majority 3D, has like this very odd, like, it, it's funny because it reminds me of like when they would go into, like in the Digimon shows and movies, like when they'd go into the digital world, mm-hmm. it had oh, like God. this I, weirdness, wow. but, but the Time. director... The director of this worked on a ton of Digimon stuff. No like kidding. That. I'm like, that's fucking weird. Um, that's funny. So, so anyway, so you know, it looks great, it looks that, but like when they're in the 2D sections in their real world, it's like all like your name levels of like beautiful like background drawings of like the landscapes and the walking and you know, it's the the whole movie. It's like a musical, so like some great songs. Um, but then the latter half just completely falls apart. It is insane. Like this, the story just takes a total dive, and I'm reading like like the like the popular review. Like it's this movie has like a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Of you course. know all these all these people are like you know, saying it's you know a tremendous story, but like it kind of just goes nowhere. Um, they try to tackle like you know like right at the very end they kind of shoehorn um, like child abuse, you know parental child abuse. And mm-hmm. they get to like a very like again said scene right to shut her down. It's just like oh okay, this is about to get dialed up, and I don't. It just feels like a half measure of like some of the messaging in this movie. Um, I think, yeah. I think you would you should I, I would recommend you watch it because like it's, it's visually stunning and but it just to see, it's kind of crazy how it just like almost at like the hour twenty minute mark just like total like just the ball is dropped narratively and then it's it feels like it almost relies just on the visuals and the music from like that point forward man it's you're, you're making me think of that bubble movie it, it that's all i could think of that's all i could think of while i was watching mm. the movie it was just kind of like holy shit like it's crazy but like beautiful 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 and i do think if i had watched the sub you know it would have flowed a lot more naturally like it was it the like almost the syncopation of the voices and the animation like it just it wasn't a good matching and also like the voice performances were just so like uh hey phone oh zuzu you know like just like that yeah. was the character's name sorry zuzu means bell so that was that was like a fun little thing that we learned but uh i don't know it's like i i do recommend people watch it because it's visually stunning where you was know? it grant uh i i rented it on uh oh, okay uh uh, Apple, but like yeah. it's there's anywhere everyone has it. But that's the thing too. I really I gotta stop doing this to myself. Like I gotta check to see where I can get the sub version for these movies. Yeah. A lot of times, just only the sub when you rent it. 
but um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like I said, very conflicted. Like a five out of ten for me. But Jeez. it was it was like it was a good risk, you know. Like I went in blind, I had no research, it was just you know based on like you know from what other people I listened to said, and I was like, oh, this seems like an ace in the hole, and it, it wasn't. Um, Interesting, but, uh, but yeah, it was. It's not a, it's not often you go hard in the paint on someone. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just take him down a peg. I just find it so strange, just because it's getting such rave reviews, and I was like, well, you know, like I get it. Yeah, but yeah it's, it's just, also it's funny that. You're critical, not like I don't mean this in a mean way, like, but it's interesting. I just looked it up. It does have ninety five percent. You've yeah. like really piqued my curiosity now. Oh yeah, it's again. I I think the dub thing was like really hard to wrap my head around, and then a lot of the time too, like the subtitles, you know, because we still watch it with subtitles. You can clearly tell the sub or the subtitles were based off like the sub version. Mm-hmm. So like the you know the vote like what you were reading and what they were saying weren't matching up a lot of the time too but uh i don't know it's um yeah it's uh because that's the thing too like i i would like to you know i i seem to forget there is so many like major you know major motion animated movies you know that come out of japan and like it's kind of just not in our our mirror it It has to be be like from like a really big piece of ip it seems like for it to make Mm -hmm. it over to theaters here like it has to be demon slayer or dragon ball superhero you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but um but yeah so it's you know because i want to start watching more of these like you know Mm -hmm. like ever since we watched your name and you know and grave of the fireflies and all that um and paprika which we'll get into but uh i don't know it's it's um it was kind of like a oh that sucks you know i was really really hoping for like a nice nice night and it was kind of soured again like the internet kind of screwed me over there like oh yeah for sure i watch it with my 10 year old everyone had a blast <laughs> and i was like motherfuckers uh, oh yeah i was pissed there's a different kind of comedy i can i don't know why but there's something <laughs> funny to me about that about you being yeah. like oh, son of a bitch well i laughed about it later too man it's like i thought you said you read i'm like i did <laughs> like yeah oh yeah it was so funny too because Corinne was just like zero in on like I think I'm done with this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> She's like, you know what? I don't think this is appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that was yeah. Bell. Okay. Yep. Well, I think I might check it out just to just to see what you're on about. Um, I would I would love to hear what you what you think of it. Yeah. Um, but you know what just struck me? We should have some kind of musical cue or interlude for our next segment, oh. the news feed. That is a good idea. We should uh, hit up our pal slash friend of the show, Bronson, if you're listening. Um, okay, but you want to talk some news? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's talk some news. There it was. Um, so fresh off of Hot D, um, Lord of the Rings today put out an extended trailer um, for their series, The Rings of Power, and it looks grand. It looks good. Oh, yeah. Um, and they announced they're going to have a two-episode premiere in September. Yeah. So I'm, I th- I'm really excited for that. I'm very excited. I, I still feel weirded out about why we have to go head-to-head. Like, I, you and I won't complain. We'll probably enjoy and potentially cover both shows. Mm-hmm. Both shows, yeah. But, like, I get that the fall t- TV season is big and you want to, like, rack people up in it before it even starts. But it, it is weird to me that, like... They're literally going to be airing like simultaneously. It's, it's. I don't know what. It, do you do you think it's just like one is trying to dominate the other, or like they're trying to go head to head of like who has like the bigger fantasy? Like, yeah. are they trying to are they trying to get the claim of one is better than the other? I don't and know. They are trying to go head to head? Like, I, I I'll never understand how the, yeah. the Hollywood scheduling works. But I would actually just be that was the only option they had i would love to hear the inside baseball on this like we don't get too crazy on that but like i bet i wonder if like the guys you listen to at the ringer uh like at the Mm -hmm. watch and and all that like if they i'd be so curious to hear about this because shows like this with budgets of over a hundred million dollars like they're very well aware of the competition they're very well aware of schedules and of the appetite for shows like this i think post game of thrones it has been very clear that there's an appetite and post even just the lord of the rings and harry potter like there's very clearly an appetite for fantasy these shows mm-hmm. can exist um you're not gonna like oversaturate the market with high quality fantasy because it is so cost prohibitive to do apparently mm-hmm. um so uh, yeah i don't know why it wouldn't be like hey you dominate the fall and we'll dominate the winter like these shows take so long to make you know 
Like yeah. they have to have been aware that one another was making it. So well, it feels the, intentional. The thing is, because like I I believe like within the first few months of Lord of the Rings being announced, like after the IP was purchased and the announcement was made, like the September second release date has been like solidified almost since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely HBO who's coming in and choosing to put House of Dragons where they want to put it. Yeah. So that's that is the curious thing to me, but interesting but i mean we're gonna watch both what do we care yeah yeah i don't care um you haven't seen anything yet eh like not a trailer still nope oh. nothing maybe we try and catch well it's two episodes maybe try we, we try and catch that one together who knows yeah that would be fun i know leanna's well she watched she's never watched anything game of thrones related is she a lodor girl oh for sure oh that I, <laughs> I knew that i knew that yeah and uh so you know she was watching i was like so like what do you think she's like yeah, like, you know, it was good. And I was like, she's like, but uh, is, is Lord of the Rings this week? And I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah. She's like, okay, well, I'm excited for that. I'm like, yeah, enough said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be uh, watching Hot D without, like, any preamble or Game of Thrones knowledge. And I bet there are some people in her mm-hmm. shoes. I wonder what that's like. Because, they, like, they're going to miss so much that they're leveraging. You know what I mean? The show still has to work and exist and like be able to stand on its own legs but like they're clearly using the nostalgia yeah you know what i mean they're leaning on it heavy yeah they're definitely getting it both ways for sure yeah um speak you know as far as animated movies go um you're talking about bell dragon ball superhero is out Mm -hmm. what or actually what a dumb name dragon ball super colon superhero (laughs) that is how it appears yeah because the new series is called super uh, is, so is this canon? I don't know. I I think it is, um, and the reason I say that is because they put the DPS title in it, and I believe they address like I don't want to spoil anything plot specific, but like I believe they address like Goku's whereabouts, and it's like specific about it's specific enough that like it clearly exists within the super universe. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's after the events of Broly, but it probably is. Um, and this is the one that's fully CG. Um, so it's out. It has... We should go see it. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. There's actually a few theaters here playing it. And yeah, a few guys I know went and played it. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, the reviewers that I'm aware of um, have a relatively mixed review on it. Hmm. Um, it. It sounds like this is like an old school Dragon Ball movie, which like people have wanted for a really long time um in in what way does it make it like in what way does it make it a a classic dragon ball movie i think and i i don't think i'm like going i don't think i'm overstepping by saying one one complaint that i've seen in the dragon ball super era and saga is that people have felt like some of the legacy characters like gohan piccolo um master roshi Krillin like they've all been a little bit neglected because Dragon Ball Super was pretty multiversal and focused on like Goku and Vegeta pretty specifically and like this whole new god stuff you know Mm -hmm. the introduction of Beerus and Whis um through the you know Resurrection F and and uh, what was it um that god movie they did Battle of the Gods like that was a kind of a big shift and then they really only doubled down on that in the series so people have kind of missed those old school characters like gohan and i think gohan's like the star of this movie oh okay um i hope that's not a spoiler but i think they're like upfront about that but anyway so people are stoked about that and then everyone says the cg was good for cg but then in the same sentence i also hear everyone say but like clearly hand-drawn would have been better like it there's no it the long answer that everyone seems to give like they you know they do like these word gymnastics and say like it's really good for cg especially for a cg anime movie like dot 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 plus 100 more words but yeah of course it would have been better in 2d yeah always like regardless of how you feel about the product yeah that's what if it's if it is full cg people are always going to say that yeah so um but hey it had you know a 20 million dollar debut um I think it actually crushed that Idris Alba movie, like <laughs> uh, Beast, where he fights a lion or some shit. We saw we saw the trailer for that in front of Nope, and I was like, <laughs> I think I'd be good, homie. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't think so. It's just, what, what's the what's the Krasinski movie there? Um, Quiet Place. 
Yeah. It is like I haven't seen that movie, but I remember the marketing for that movie, and I yeah. was like, oh, they're just they're just doing a quiet place, but with all, yeah, with I the well, that's an interesting. It's interesting that you bring that up. I saw that trailer, and I was like, oh, they're just doing the gray. <laughs> The gray, the oh, the uh, Liam the, Neeson, Neeson wolf thing. I was like, mm. oh, so this is Idris Elba versus a tiger. Mm. The wolf and Liam Neeson were available, um, but I haven't seen the trailer, so you know what do I know? Not a good trailer. No, no. Uh, well, I don't know. There's, there, to be fair, there's a lot of silly trailers in front of that movie. We, yeah, we weren't too uh, too impressed. Well, okay. Speaking of trailers, um, you know HBO put out like a here's what the fall season has in store, you know, like succession and all this stuff. And they included like the first footage so far of the last of us. Um, cause they're doing that series over there. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that was this year too. That's Um, this year. I think so. Um, so, you know, it's a 10 second steam, but it's like Pedro Pascal and whoever that plays the girl. So there's that, that's kind of news. I assume you didn't see it cause your zero dark trailer i'm policy i don't know like when it comes to the whole last of us thing i'm not like i'm not excited i'm not you know i'm not down on it by any means either i just it seems silly to me because i think the games are so cinematic and they tell such a grand and like really really good story both Mm -hmm. of them i don't care what if anyone listening if you think number two sucks come at me bro i don't i don't want to hear it but um i think i don't know it just it just feels unnecessary to me. Like even like The Witcher, like an adaption of that is like awesome. You know, mm-hmm. like it's. I think the it's a weird going from the medium of video games and the adaption of having a movie or a show on that. I think is a lot of the time unnecessary. Mm. Um, just you know, these games they try so hard, they design them so well to be a cinematic experience. You know, it's uh, I don't know. It, it seems backwards to me, but I'll watch it. I'm sure, you know, you know, the, I, the nice thing is like, I know a lot of people involved with the show are the people that make the game like oh, the really? writers and the studio it's... heads and all that. So it's, and they are telling a different story. So that'll be, you know, cool, I guess, or, you know, they have like the base, the baseline moments, but they're, they're going to do some different things. In it, it, but... it is 2023, by the way, I was wrong. Oh, it is? So oh, I think okay. they, they must be like, I think they either are still filming or very recently wrapped and are in post. So they must have just had like a scene in the can that they could, you know what I mean, yeah. color correct in time for a trailer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting one. See, yeah. you know the the I'm more interested to see what other people are going to say for that. Yeah. Well, you know, I could never get through the game, so I'm really like, you know, I'll watch yeah. it just for that reason to be like, all right, you know, what's this experience like from a story perspective, and then also like I'll be really curious to hear what the gaming community has to say about it, right? Mm. And like how far off or it is or is not because adaptations are always interesting and a bit of like a shit show in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. Did you see? Uh, or was it you that sent me the One Punch Man? Yeah, coming yeah. out season three. In the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> so, answer me this. Yeah. Um. Well, it's a two part question. Should I watch season two and three? Are you gonna watch? And two, are you gonna watch season two or season three of this? Jesus. Wait. Okay. Sorry. You haven't watched the second season. No. Really? It, yeah. Because of like the the shit that it caught, or no, just, you missed it. A bit of A, a bit of B. Like I definitely missed it, and then it was out for a while and finished. And then like I remember being like, not to you, but just like in general, like being like, should I watch this? And then I just sort of took a scan, and the resounding answer from like the universe was like no. But like, it's one of those things. Like you know how people were like, extremely critical of Attack on Titan part season four part one. Like, if I had done that scan, I would have missed out on some pretty amazing shit just because the sure. CG was rough at points. So, you know, I'm not uh, exactly beholden to the internet and its and its opinions. I, would, I just never I got around to it. Watch it. I don't know. I, that's another one, too. Like, yes, the like there was definitely, you know, lazy animation sequences. And, you know, hmm. it, it wasn't the caliber of the first season. You know, that's, you know, again, Front Street, 100%. But I don't think it was mm. even remotely as bad as anyone complained about. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, I will for sure be watching number three. I, again, uh, great comedy. Same same guy that writes Mob Psycho. You always tell me that, and I'm always surprised yeah. every time. Yeah. And then you think about it, and you're like, of course it's the same yeah. guy. Like the tone. Yeah. It makes complete same. sense. We, we so. still don't know how many episodes season three is, right? Of One Punch Man? Yeah, or, uh, Mob Psycho. I... We don't know yet. Yeah, that's the thing too. Everyone's not sure if it's going to be a, a longer season to help cover the rest or, or mm. not. But uh, interesting. Yeah. All right, last piece of news. We we'll tee it up for you. 
Kathy Yan, director slash showrunner EP, uh, is you know done things like Birds of Prey, Dead Pigs, and a couple episodes of Succession. She's going to EP and direct a live action Paprika series, um, based on both the manga and the uh, and the anime. Interesting. I mean, you know, we talk yeah. a lot about anime adaptations. They don't often work, but like that doesn't mean it can't. What did you think of this news? I think there's elements of it that is very adaptable and would work, you know, I think with, you know, because I think I believe Amazon is behind this. I think so, or, yeah. They're fronting the money, so mm-hmm. you know, you'll see Lord of the Rings and the boys, you know, like we know they know how to do you know, close quarter stuff, you know, like with the boys is a good example of like, you know, there is CG for sure, but they, you know, there's an emphasis on it's a good practical. take. It's a good point. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is, you know, again, it's, you know, yet to be seen. You know more because you've seen the trailers, but you know, I'm sure that's going to be bigger scale, but Paprika mm-hmm. is so mind bending. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's curious to see like what routes they're going to take for, <laughs> for all that. So, you know, it's funny. You know what the first thing I thought of, when I saw this news was like, there's a project pretty recent that just came out. That's kind of like the blueprint on how to do paprika properly. Mm. Do you know what I'm going to say? Mm, I got a blank mind right now. Everything everywhere all at once. Oh fuck. Duh. Yeah. Like you gotta get, you know, don't get, I'm not saying you have to get the director of photography off that movie, but you have to pull lessons. You have to look at it and be like, how did they do weird mind bending, like surrealism, Mm. copying and pasting, shooting shit out of order, doing weird montages. Um, But, and they did it fucking cheap. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you have to learn some of those, you know, lessons and figure that out. Apologies for my cat in the background. (laughs) No worries. But yeah, so I don't, it's, you know, it's it's like it's like I said before. I don't know. It's this will be. I have to see the trailer when it comes out, just to know to know what they're going to show, what they're going to market up top of how they're going to adapt some of that stuff. And it's just it seems it's it's a product that belongs in anime and it mm-hmm. belongs in manga. You know, like those. I think those are the mediums that can really really send a story home with that. Um, I don't. I don't know. There's just some things I don't think need to be adapted, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to be like, you know, like an old folk here or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, leave my, you know, leave my yarn alone. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. It just, it's, uh, I don't know. You got Cowboy Bebop and you got all this other stuff and like this One Piece show that's coming and like, fuck, like, Oh God, you know, we got to talk about One Piece in a minute. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm not going to shoot it down. It's early days. Who knows mm-hmm. if this even gets off the ground, but I, this is probably some of the most surprising news I've read in a while. It genuinely was like, what the fuck? I read, I saw it and I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. So I guess we'll just yeah. stay tuned on Paprika and see how yeah. that goes. You know, just for the listener's benefit, we did, uh, like Grant and I did a run of classic anime movies and we reviewed each of them on a podcast like it got its own special episode where for like an hour we break down the uh, the review of the movie paprika was one it was one of our favorites we did mm-hmm. paprika your name grave of the, fireflies, the fireflies and akira. akira yeah have you heard of a little thing called akira <laughs> yeah. So, yeah if you're interested in uh, some paprika go check that out great movie okay i said i have to talk about one piece we're going to talk about One Piece. Um, okay, Grant. As you know, and I don't like to reveal too many things about my personal life okay. on this podcast, as you know. Um, but, you know, I go to this gym, and it's really weird, man. Like, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm at this MMA gym, and it feels like the crossover. And I, I don't know if I should be surprised or what, but there's a significant crossover significant crossover in the venn diagram of people at mma gyms and Mm. anime watchers okay i'm sure we could like figure out a thesis statement of like it's like young impressionable men that like watched like cool characters on tv and like wanted to do cool stuff and then like much later on in life found a passion for hitting people and i don't know um i'm not gonna try and suss that out i think we'll be here a long time um well, or maybe I just have a Napoleon complex. Anyway, um, I have mentioned that I have an anime podcast with a good friend of mine several times at this gym. And Grant, the shade that I get from these people for having not seen One Piece is unforgiving. I would say it's on it's borderline bullying behavior. <laughs> 
every time I'm, I'm in there, it's like, this guy's an anime podcast, hasn't even seen One Piece. Oh my god. It's absurd. And, and like, if you've seen One Piece, listener, or Grant, you know it's a thousand episodes. It's like, yeah. it's the highest barrier to entry you could possibly create at this point for an yeah, anime. I got, I got 990 episodes left, so. Yeah. <laughs> so you've seen 10? Yeah, about 10. Yeah. Okay. So I watched the pilot today because... Good pilot. I, great pilot i've actually pilot. i've had enough of this abuse so like i'm just gonna it like fine i've been worn down i'm gonna watch one piece it's so funny leanna totally just sent you something to you the other day about uh what, what came up on our uh, Crunchyroll feed what was it again watch over a weekend yeah <laughs> that had to be a sick joke on there right? Crunchyroll so funny put one piece under the watch this binge it in a weekend or some weird <laughs> ridiculous category whatever like i I don't know what to say the pilot was good yeah i enjoyed it good world building um Mm. i've got like some cool facts about one piece started the manga in 1997 and it's anime launched only two years later in 1999 um you can definitely see like the cool old school like 90s aesthetic very clearly like some early dragon ball vibes Mm. um like just like some sun goku very like novel wholesome fun stuff very light um i don't know if i'm excited in about the journey ahead of me or if i'm just bitter that i've been forced into it but i'm gonna watch this shit i really liked it like when i started i was like oh i i get it and i just kept watching and then i what something started i think like the summer season kicked in and uh you know it was i I honestly probably licorice recoil that kind of stopped and curbed that but i was really digging one piece like i i have full intention to continue one well i just need to up my credibility so that's i just need to like kind of the notch on the the belt it's about the street cred um so i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch it like i said i liked the pilot so one down 999 to go um i like i don't know maybe i'll just like you know every other post show i'll be like okay now i'm on episode 11 at this rate, I'll be done in 2029. Like I, I don't know what to say, but I'm watching it. We should we should start a another <laughs> pod and like cap it off at five minutes, and we just each week we we watch one One Piece episode. We talk about it for five minutes, and that is the episode. <laughs> just yeah, man. We do that for like the next 20 years or yeah. I was gonna say for the next yeah. two decades. Um, so yeah, okay, that's where I'm at. I'm I demand respect, and I will earn it. Um. And this also means that all those guys have to listen to the podcast now. So, and share it with your friends and and your networks. I deserve that. We have QR codes, for Christ's sake. Um, But seriously, follow the podcast on uh, Instagram at Part-Time Otaku Podcast and uh, on Spotify. Okay, that's One Piece. Stay tuned. Grant, I'm going to let you close the show, my friend. What have you been watching? Dave... I've been finally, I feel like it's a role reversal. I feel like I'm the one catching up to your recommendations. Um, I watched the the first episode of Fooly Cooly. Um, Fooly Cooly. Damn. Uh, damn. 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 Uh, Dave. Dear. Uh, I am very... Attracted to me. Oh, it must be one of the most beautiful men I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Dave, I'm going to open this up and, you know, Leanna and I were talking about it. I am shocked that this gripped you on the first episode really <laughs> i actually like just based on everything that you know what you tend to be drawn to and things that you get drawn away from mm-hmm. and your disinterest in the genre it's full of it oh i it's think it's full of both yeah and you know like i'm used like you know we're used to whatever it is what it is um but i was just kind of like huh this crap dave did it you know but i think yeah. there's enough there for for you to like you know that's what i was explaining to leanna but leanna was like really like dave Dave, this is what Dave is really into right now. That's funny, but um, no, you raise I, a good point. I do. I okay. So it's it's a. I will actually say not a great pilot in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, way too fast, and I think that's the energy oh of the show. God. It's it's intentional. Breakneck, dude. It is very hard to follow. I will be rewatching this before I even jump into into the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um. Great vibe. Again, the music, like, you know, we were sitting there. I was like, I, I had to, like, I had to watch the episode run out because I was just digging the closing song so fucking much. I was like, Yeah, I told you their needle drops are nuts. Yeah, it just grew, like, grew. Is that the same song in every ending or is that where the needle drop is? Uh, I like, can't, for the new songs. I, I can't remember what the first one is. I think it's not always necessarily the ending. 
Um, They just have great needle drops, and it tends to be by the same band that did the custom songs for this for this show. Okay, so yeah, like the you know great the music is the forefront of it. Um, What is going on with the story? I think I was having a hard time following like watching and reading at the same time mm-hmm. uh like i said breakneck speed uh, to the yeah. you know umpteenth level um did uh, the only thing i could think of it was crazy like, and i wonder if one inspired the other because i'm not actually sure when their first record came out but this whole thing screamed gorillas to me gorillas the band nope clint eastwood feel good ink nope no the the guy from uh blur uh the singer he, he yeah, it's like an animated band. Wow, how am I not aware of that? Oh my god, Gorillas. That w- that was like part of the soundtracks of our youths. That that band. It's like one guy. He does all the instruments. Maybe you know. if if I play something, I'll remember. But it's not. Oh uh, it's not doing it for me right now. One hundred percent. Anyway, so the because their whole shtick is like they're animated characters, and you know, like there's a story, there's lore, there's like a narrative, and visually it looks so much like the band and their music videos, and even like. It was just like the early, this, the whole sound and visual of the show was like early 2000s indie is what, it's what mm-hmm. we grew up with. So, you know, I immediately, I was in the pocket. I was like, fucking A, this is everything that I love, you know, nostalgia overload for a show that I'd never seen. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. Just, you know, so it just captures, a, it captures a moment in time so well. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So, you know, again, it, also for us too, that, that does like, you know, a, growing up period in our lives so but uh no i really 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 dug it um no clue really what's going on there's a there's a section where it cuts to like manga panels and i was like i literally had to pause i could not I forgot I was, about that i was getting dizzy yeah. i was like i can't i can't just watch this through and it's just yeah and but um they don't do that uh anyway i haven't seen any more of that i'm on episode four um yeah okay so i think here's here's what i'll say is the show so far i've got two left definitely seems to be more of a vibe than a story like there's a story there and i also get what you're saying about like um this has a lot of the pieces of a show that i would not have otherwise liked like typically Mm -hmm. i think grant's probably luring the most of the fan service stuff um i think and like okay this is gonna sound pretentious but indulge me I think seeing not so much of that, but I saw quote fan service, which is really just like sexualization of characters. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Kind of done. I don't know if I want to say tastefully. I think I saw it done properly in neon Genesis. And you know, we still haven't done that review, but a sneak peek in my thought there is like, I really thought they did that properly. Mm. Um, It was like at times a little jarring and a lot but it i think they did a really good job of like capturing like puberty (laughs) in a way yeah um and like psychosexuality and all that weird shit and i'm just a little bit more forgiving like does the show maybe have a like a through line in this you know what i mean like is there a reason and does it build to the character and can i like maybe brush aside that it's a little bit weird like if it like contributes to the narrative into the story in which case neon genesis it definitely did sure. and i think my impression of F- fully Cooley or flcl is like i think they're trying to make a point um in one way or another not in the same way neon did this is such a weird show like you said then again yeah. so it was neon right well and to that point i i think that Fooly Cooly does it in the same regard as mm-hmm. Neon Genesis because you know the, the the I think the stemming moments is like there I think there's a lot of grief is going on in this show like there's this alien character I don't even I can't even recall her name actually I can't remember anyone's names because everything happens so fucking fast mm-hmm. uh, but like the bass guitar wielding Hadako, you yeah. know yeah like her whole shtick aside but like you know the 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 main character and then the his brother's girlfriend or ex girlfriend or whatever like that whole thing i find it in similar regard to neon genesis where it's like people like grieving like this semi loss of the brother like he's not dead but he's away and like mm-hmm. there's like some betrayal going on so like again it's fan servicey but i do see like i feel like that's the one thing of a story being told so far 
in the first episode. Like that's one of the, like, the the obvious. Like oh, that's that's a regular narrative trope that they're working into this otherwise, you know, batshit. You know, you know, distortion. You know, guitar distortion of an episode. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, all the noise and there's just like this these clear moments there. But uh, no, I really dug it. Yeah. Man. Yeah, man. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. It's you know you're you're, fu- you're funny. Like you definitely called it. I definitely probably wouldn't have been into this um, a mm. year ago. But like we've just watched so much anime, and my taste mm-hmm. has probably broadened a little bit. But like yeah, I'm excited for you to catch up to where I'm at. Um, and I'm really you know I just watched episode four, like I said, and it's it's just it's it's this thing is all over the fucking place. But like I enjoy it. It's like mm. I it's like you're just barely able to keep your hands on the wheel enough to know what's happening. Mm. But also, you know, you're like going too fast that you're like not reading the signs. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> Does that demands, make sense? It demands your attention, but you also got to keep your eyes on the GPS. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, yeah. but like, I don't know. There's not a lot of stuff like that out there. So no, I'm, no it's I'm definitely unique. It. Definitely unique. All right. Um, I think that's about wraps it up for the week. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I think it is. Well done. Um, okay, so follow us, like I mentioned earlier, on Instagram at Part Time Otaku Podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Music or or however you listen to podcasts. Do that thing. Um, we didn't do the Q and A this week, as you may have noticed. Hopefully, I, I will have mentioned that in the intro, but um, we'll put it up again next week. So that's why it's important for you to follow on the Instagram because we'll put up a Q and A. And if you have questions for the pod, whether it's about entertainment, anime, or even life advice. We're really qualified for that. Um, so yeah, send those in. And I think that's about it. Grant, that you all. say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.